Well, ladies and gentlemen, hey, that's a, a way to start. That's a, I mean, I don't know if you you touting John Cena's return on my return, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, the sideline junkies probably present to you the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs with the People's Choice Don Rodriguez once again back in black. I don't think I can unbe black, but you know, it's a thing. That's true. Uh, of course, you have me, the big guy, KG. Uh, we're missing the Nubian Sumo tonight, who is under the weather. And I know in the uh, show notes, it says ju that's just Nubian. But because James is under the weather, and hopefully, James, you get better because we need you back uh, to keep Don in uh, check. And then he could see himself live and in living color. I'm not the one that starts trouble about him. So you got myself, the big guy, KG, the people's choice, Don Rodriguez, as I said. Uh, we are two of your Saturday night WrestleManiacs, and we are here to bring you wrestling excellence. Oh, man, that's that's pretty uh pretty exciting wrestling excellence with the uh the paul Heyman accent at the end <laughs> i think uh i think you uh feeling yourself a little tonight i'm always feeling myself baby always feeling myself well that's good i'm glad there's a delay so how you been man what you been up to i know you've been gone you want some more john cena or something i don't know <laughs> you need a little bit more i mean we didn't we didn't throw Throw the hustle loyalty and respect up, but you know what, what you've been up to. We didn't see you last week. Uh, I'm quite sure because you know it was picks week for uh, uh, money in the bank. See, but now if you know, I came through the Sunday rise and I did my picks. I still lost, but I did my picks. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why I figured out that you know the reason why you didn't show up for the show. Talking about you was on special assignment, you knew you were gonna catch that L. You just didn't want to be physically you know involved here so we go here that's we okay go. that's okay because whatever I, makes you sleep at night i'm actually happy tonight because you know a certain someone is also not here so i do not have to hear his dag on gloating about the one match that ruined my pit career thus far uh at money in the bank being the fact that out of all people out of all people, he picked Nikki A.S.H. to win the Money in the Bank contract. <laughs> and then through the, the stroke of momentary genius, actually suggested that she may actually cash in and win a championship. And look at what happened. But every everybody, everybody feels the same way about that, too. Everybody feels that... Uh, it's great that she won. She's a, a great oh, person. I'm mad. No, I'm no. Mad that I didn't pick it. <laughs> but everybody's upset that she didn't win it as Nikki Cross, which that's you know, her sanity character was where it's at. But hey, a championship's yeah. a championship, a championship. Nikki ASH is where the checks come from. Ben, give you uh, that. Uh, allegedly is heavy on board with this character because that is Build a Bear dolls and action figures and t-shirts and and you know you, you could run the whole gamut of merchandising 
uh, when it comes down to that. And she gets a nice little chunk of the pie that she can slide over to her boo, Killian Dane, and then they can talk about all the loveliness of her being champion. Now, the they, is, they just got married too, didn't they? Yeah. I think it's about, been about maybe two years, I'd say. I thought they just got married early this year. No, it wasn't early this year, to the best of my knowledge. Huh? Mm. But then again, it's also July. And last year, I don't know if you can really count it, per se, with COVID, because everything just blinked by. And this year is like uh, an extra blink. We're about to walk into August in a couple of days. So that, that's crazy. The Olympics are happening. So that's good. There's no, stand, no, no fans in the stands to cheer on and witness it, really, which is a little interesting as well. But you know, everybody's got to do what they got to do. And then amidst of all that, the Cena effect is taking place. So just to put in perspective before I ask you what your thoughts are about the Cena effect, let's talk about money and buys. So just to give you an idea, this past uh, Friday Night Smackdown in Cleveland, which was also a split show, because it uh, did a little bit of uh, extra with uh, Rolling Loud being uh, done for two episodes or two segments back to back. Originally had uh, before Cena was announced, eighty-seven thousand uh, tickets were sold. The moment that uh, Cena came back, it jumped up to ninety-four thousand. Uh, I'm sorry, nine thousand four hundred twenty-five. Uh, in Pittsburgh, which they're going to before about two weeks before. AEW gets there. Uh, they were at 6,442. And uh, as of last marking that I could see, it's at 7,226. So it jumped up there. Louisville, Kentucky was at a little bit of a small 38, uh, 35. But uh, Cena kind of pushed that up a little bit to start with 4,532. And uh, just to take it all the way down a little bit further out to the beginning of August, uh, we right before we hit SummerSlam proper in reference to a couple weeks and go-home shows, uh, they were pinned at uh, 6,802, and then it jumped up to 7,375. So that that was uh, some some big uh, jumps there. Uh, based off of uh, some of the reporting that's been coming out from wrestle tickets, so uh, the Cena effect is a, a monetary real thing. In reference to ticket sales, it's most definitely uh, a monetary deal when we're talking about merchandising because we went from not a lot of Cena T-shirts the past couple of weeks that they've been live to hustle loyalty and respect uh, being sprinkled all the way through like some fruity pebbles, as the Rock would say. So, first topic of the day, the Cena effect, or what they're calling uh, technically in WWE the summer of Cena, which is started from Money in the Bank, that's going to roll at least until SummerSlam. What's your thoughts? What's your feelings? Is it necessary? Some people, uh, being Roman Reigns, (laughs) one of them who eloquently put that he can't see Cena because this is the same Cena that we saw years ago, which, yeah, it's true. Uh, it's the same moveset that we've seen from Cena. Yeah, it's true. The same promos we've seen. Yeah, it's true. The same entrance that we've seen. Yeah, it's true. But every time uh, that happens, the WWE comes alive, and the pops that he got were were deafening. If you couldn't tell from you know personal uh, people tweeting out or 
or uh, what do you call it, mess, um, uh, TikToking it and all that other fun stuff. And what the heck is going on behind your head, little bunny? This is what I deal with. And then she takes off running. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I could say something. I'm going to go ahead and leave it alone. So Jonathan Cena. John Cena. Okay. Number one, the Nubian Sumo gave you the damn business when this happened. He gave you the business in the group chat, and that was absolutely positively <laughs> hilarious. I just want to say this. Oh, you you got what, what, you to expound upon what the business was. Oh, the business. The business was uh, asking Don, did 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 it? <laughs> Woo, did he did he did he clean up at the you know at the marked out and came all over himself because you know okay yeah i guess you could have said that part i was thinking more along the lines of when he mentioned the fact that i may have talked him up oh well yeah that too man that that too but yeah i guess you can throw that part in there yeah oh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to throw that in there but uh yeah, i appreciate that he, he he you always talk it up it's perfect. It's on time. Uh, now, see, this is the thing. Uh-oh. I'll say, you know, I'm tired of saying Goldberg, 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 Goldberg. Every oh, time it's a- take a pause. I'm also rocking uh, my Randy Orton out of nowhere shirt, which, you know, I love it because he just RK on somebody's family. Just want to put that out there. I need one of those. I need <laughs> one of those. I couldn't pass that up. Um, I don't feel the same way about Cena. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love Goldberg. Always have loved Goldberg. Thought that his streak should have never ended. Um, a lot of people do not like Goldberg because they feel he's a stiff worker. They said the same thing about the LOD, but they're Hall of Famous. Greatest tag team of all time. Behind the Killer Bees greatest tag team of all time when that we're gonna leave it at that <laughs> but um cena cena doesn't have to change his move set because one thing cena can come back and i when you talk about it from a numbers aspect and we talked about it i looked at it from a numbers aspect this is nothing but good money well no when we talk about it from a numbers aspect you were stating your case as to why uh, uh, Brock Lesnar shouldn't come back. Yeah, and why you were didn't think that Brock Lesnar was a necessary commodity in the grand scheme of things, even though he still has potential uh, contract uh, obligations. But you were not happy with him coming back until we started really looking at what the purpose and the reason for the season is, which is how much money he generates and ad buys, and how many. Uh, Butts he puts in the seats, which we're seeing kind of with John Cena. Uh, when you know that you have big money there, you're going to watch. Case in point, we take it out of wrestling. Look at uh, what Floyd Mayweather's doing. He, he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, Why would I come back and fight, uh, you know, matches with people and stuff like that, risk getting injured when I can make 10 times more money for just on exhibition? You can't argue with that at all. If you make in, you know, for Floyd Mayweather, you know, we're talking millions 
for you know three to five rounds of an exhibition with somebody that nine out of ten we all know he could beat if he had to put that work in, then why are you going to go uh, a full uh, slot of rounds with somebody that's going to be trying to knock your head off? You know, he's he's being smart, and that's the same thing from the WWE perspective. And we'll get into this uh, a little bit later on from uh, an AEW standpoint. But um, you know, bringing back John Cena. Is, is a smart play for two reasons. One, you got the fans back, so you got to get them energized. You got to show, you know, you may not win the ratings, but if you can outsell in reference to capacity in a short amount of time, larger venues, then that still puts you way ahead of what any other federation or, or company or, or wrestling promotion is trying to do because you're putting that money out you're getting that revenue. You're doing everything you need. When you take over, you come into an area. You're pretty much taking over the territory, almost like old, and and doing what you got. So that's in a nutshell what we were going back and forth about, but more so about uh, Sir Brock of the Lesnar. Now, with Brock, I get what you're saying because Brock can. Um, hold on. <coughs> Ooh. Okay, I'm all right. Brock can sell. He can do the same thing Floyd did. He can sell spots on his shorts. You know, he has Jimmy John's. Uh, what's the other sponsor he got? Um, well, it's been a while since I've seen. Uh, <laughs> but he Brock got sponsors Canadian, out the wazoo. Yeah. And that's money right there. I get that. But that's, that's, but that's independent. That's his money. Oh, WWE don't get it. Ooh. Don't get a, how you going to get a share of somebody paying for my draws? <laughs> bro, you on my TV? I want to cut. You gonna that's, give me a leg or something? That's that's uh, him being him getting sponsored, and that also in turn gives them uh, right to be able to show it because it's contractual that he can wear it on you know wherever. A, B, that also gives them an inside for a partnership down the road because you've got a brand ambassador that you can work with and say, hey, look, all right, so we're gonna promote you on our programming wearing this uh this gear how about down the road we work towards x y and z if we choose to and then that could be you know wwe themed sandwiches for wrestlemania jimmy johns or something like that you know that's the win-win but that's not to the best of my knowledge a wwe sponsorship thing just like you know when uh fighters in the ufc have all their sponsorships ufc isn't uh, or any other mma isn't getting the cut of that that's you know the the athlete and uh the business well damn okay so yeah well, people may look at brock and think oh man you know he's not they, they perceive him to not be the smartest tool in the shed but paul Heyman said on many accounts brock is not dumb not at all why brock moves at brock's pace when brock wants to do something that brock lesnar will do it because he knows that if he makes a move to the left i just made a million dollars for some company as well as myself if I move to the right, I could do the same thing. If I stand still, I still got money coming in from residuals. And then he's also, I just saw a TikTok and um, uh, a tweet about his son putting in some some strong muscle work. So I don't, he's still, you know, weightlifting and stuff like that, but and wrestling. But if he decides to go into the WWE at his younger age, imagine Brock Lesnar coming in younger and starting his career. I mean, he was already young when he went into uh, 
uh, OVW and all that stuff. But if he was just maybe three or four years younger, so that means we're putting four more years on the back of his career before he does the selective stuff. That puts him beyond the attitude era. Um, and then four years into everything else that happened once uh, WCW folded and he didn't really need the attitude era anymore. That's potentially what we have from his son. His daughter, on the other hand, could probably F5 Nia Jax. <laughs> That's how strong she is. So he's got lineage, uh, you know, him and Sable, on both sides of the championship title run. It's just if that's something that they want to do, which nine out of ten, you know. But imagine if Brock Lesnar never left to go play football. I was upset when he left and went to go play football. Well, I mean, he made his money, he ran his course. Why not try something different? But yeah, I get try something different. But dude, you were on top of the world. You were the face of the franchise, and you walked away from it. No, he took that check from NFL. Say, well, okay, come on over. We're going to cut you this big check. If you fail, you fail. If you do great, then, hey, we'll talk about uh, prolonged longevity with the franchise. But at the end of the day, you're about to get seriously paid to come in and just have your name on the back of our jersey. Come on. And now. get bum rushed. Come on. He man. looked good in practice, oh, but he got bum rushed. How many, how many, once again, how many extra fans were in the stands to see Brock Lesnar? Some were there to watch him fail. Some were there to watch him succeed. Doesn't matter. You want to take it to another sport? MJ decided to play baseball. Really? Come on, Jordan. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Didn't matter. Didn't matter if he was good. Didn't matter if he was bad. We're not going to go into that. Sales went through the roof. We're not going to go into that because <clears throat> the, the misconception. When MJ went to the Wizards. 82 what? sellouts in two years. Yeah. That's all that matters. I get they that. They don't care about what your career is. I mean, that's just a blip. If you fail, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to remember that. They're going to remember you uh, suplexing the big show and the ring broke. <laughs> that's what they're going to remember. Nah, I remember him doing that. a shooting star press and damn near breaking his damn neck. Yep, but that, where's that still at in the wrestling ring? That's true. So we talk about you know his, his collegiate stuff and, and all that, but that the NFL thing was just a blip. If it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. But his, his bank account won, which ironically, uh, before let you finish with the Cena thing, that was a, a little bit of an uproar, a little small one, based off of your girl, Zelina Vega, and how many L's she's taken since she's been back. Her rebuttal to that was, yeah, I lost. Yeah, I'm 0-3, but my paycheck is winning. So... There's a there's a thing to be said about smartly investing in your self worth because we know that you're not going to win every single thing in WWE. You're not going to come back and be in God mode. You may have to take some L's because they mad because you left and you knew your self worth. And I'm just going to do me. If you don't want to, you know, let me do my uh, only. Well, she was the only fan. Who was she doing? Um, or maybe Twitch. Could have. She's a Twitch. Uh, you can do OnlyFans without all the extra stuff. Some people do that. Yeah, who wants to buy? Who wants to see that? Which is basically an expensive version of Instagram. But I'm quite no, sure. that's an ex a expensive version of Twitter. But who well, wants to see an OnlyFans? Where you're doing I've never only anything. I ain't paying for nothing that y'all put out for free. So. <laughs> yeah, some some content you can't get for free. Yeah, that's true. But you know, 
in the grand scheme of things, once you pay the money, be like, that's what I just paid for. Yeah, let me go ahead and cancel this. It, it, it's a hit or miss, man. You can't get your money trial. back. Like, they got a free trial. I need a free trial. <laughs> can't get your money back. So, Thanks. you know, for every every time you, you, you got a miss, it's three times you got a hit. But we ain't going to talk about OnlyFans, you know, the wives are listening. That's something we got to talk about later. Game right there. Yeah, that's something we got to talk about later. But it's a way to make money off of it. You got to make the money with it because they get ready to take it away. Experience, huh? Speaking from experience, you got to help. You got a side hustle. I do. I have an OnlyFans. Yes, I do. Go and promote it. I guess. Well, I mean, I'm just doing stuff you can't see me normally do. So, I get on there. I do the robot. Uh, I might do a little break dancing. I'm assuming that's code for other positions. No, I actually do the robot breakdance things you can't see me do on a regular basis. Okay, well, uh, I'm proud of you for uh, promoting your OnlyFans. See, yeah. I'm smart. I just give it to them for free on the podcast. I so, sing you know, in the shower, you know. It's just everyday life. So all we got to do is just cover the lower half, and then there you go. Only yeah. our fans seen it. See how that works out. See, see Only I, our fans seen it. I had something like that happen before. <laughs> they called it the eclipse, but um. Oh, anyway, so that was that. <laughs> that was that lunar phenomenon in DC. Is what you're saying? <laughs> Drop um, my pants. That's off. Lights <laughs> out, ladies, and, and the whole room get dark. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Cena coming back. Absolutely, positively, perfect timing. Um, because everything is kind of stagnant, but now you got fans back. That pop that he got, that was a genuine pop. Like that was. I didn't. I wasn't even watching. When y'all said something, I turned it on. I was like, okay. Him and Roman could be. That could be a good program. If Cena shows up, even if he does promos every week, he shows up, does a couple run-ins. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But see, the difference with Cena and Brock, I'm getting more. Brock don't give me the run-in. Now, when Brock was Money in the Bank champion, that 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 was that was the Brock lesson that I wanted. That's right. the Brock, and I. To your point, I'll never call Brock Lesnar dumb. I'll call him scared because he won't face Bobby Lashley. But and I've been waiting about eleven years for that. What, He's scared. If you're scared, months? say you're scared. Uh, uh, SummerSlams in August, right? Yes. How many months is that? The WrestleMania. We we'll do a little bit of math uh, on uh, the fly here. September, October, November, December, January, February, March. What is WrestleMania? End of April. Nine yeah. months. All right, so that's long enough to have a baby, and also uh, you need to go ahead and set your clock. Have it start ticking down. You, you, you. They not. They're not going to give us such a clock and Lashley. And set your clock. They, have it start ticking down. Where, where is WrestleMania this year, KG? I don't know where is. It? I know they having a New Year's Eve show, but where is WrestleMania? Dallas. In the wait, AT and T Stadium. The largest toilet, the largest outdoor toilet bowl in the world. So Jarrah's world. If we already know Stone Cold will be there, yeah. Um, and you want to? What, what's the score? Look it up. Uh, you'll do it faster. Uh, what's the capacity for a football game at AT and T Stadium? Uh, did it go down? Hold on. If that's not not COVID because I mean. You talking about by then pulling out look like on Friday? Then, oh, uh, yeah, oh. uh, that should be a full sellout. 
Hold on, Jerry World. Capacity for American football is eighty thousand. <clears throat> but it can be expa- it can be expanded to one hundred and five thousand. Non wrestling. Non wrestling. Non wrestling, one hundred and five thousand. So that would be uh, a Beyonce concert. Well, the record is a basketball game, a 2010 NBA basketball game. A 108,713 people got into that stadium. I you can put, get. I think Vince would probably go for as close to 200 as he could get. If he if he could hit that, that'd be something. Think about what they did with the uh, Superdome, not the Superdome, the Silverdome. That was one ten. you, Hogan. <laughs> what was that? One ten. Yeah, oh, pretty close. A little bit over that. But, and yeah. but, you know, years later they tried to say it really wasn't one ten, but I don't want to hear that. If they do it right, and it, even if we didn't have pro uh, COVID protocols, and they could I'm, get everybody in there, they could get at least one thirty to one forty in there. I'm telling you, this will probably go from anywhere between one eighty five to two hundred. Well, they did WrestleMania thirty two there. Lashley and uh and Brock. First main event for the men. Second main event, Roman and The Rock. That's ninety-nine percent of your capacity right there. Ninety-nine percent. And that's not slighting the women. That's just ninety-nine percent. They don't have they no the other one no, percent, no. which is no slop because we still talk to millions of people, is Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Oh my God, you read my mind. Oh my God, that is your, I was getting ready to say just that triple main event. That if done right, if booked right, um, WrestleMania would have to be a five-hour event uh, from non-pre-show bell to bell, and you would have to stretch those three out, you know, every hour and a half in order to to not wear the fans down from just popping through an entire show but here's my here's my question you do that and how about that we switch that you know a lot of people not a fan of the triple threat you can do the rock versus roman reigns with a run-in from john cena there it is i mean it could be if they wanted to be cheesy and and do that you could have Balor show up, Cena show up. I mean, everybody could be a lumberjack match, you know. But then again, that would also diminish the rock. He doesn't need it. That's true. But the question is, would they have the rock take the championship? Or are they gonna put you can't even call it a rocket ship? You'd have to call it a a, a, a transporter beam on Roman and have him beat the rock. Because at that point, you're going like, you know, a Dragon Ball Z, quadruple Saiyan, Super Saiyan God, <laughs> 37,800, you know, na 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 Omni Slash, I mean, everything mode, because you're done. Roman, you're done. So that, that would be an interesting situation to have that happen. But that that's where I would I foresee WrestleMania ending up, unless, you know, something crazy happens. But that that's where all if I had to book it, all all signs are pointing towards that. All right, I'll give it to you. Becky would be doing the man gimmick. Because that would be something that Bianca could play off of. Because right now 
she's you know what's the best way to describe bianca's person uh television personality i guess i wouldn't call it sassy i would awesome yeah i mean i'm powerful i would call it timely uh of the times of how you see portrayals of of confident you know overconfident uh women in that situation i guess be a little bit more flamboyant and and you know do your little thing and you know all that stuff and you take that versus more of a traditional with the man gimmick like a rick flair you know i am the i am and then you put those two together and then that's what's going back and forth that's what's promoing that's you know for a writer with common sense that's writing gold right there but then i would also give bailey bullet points and let her do her own thing and by now bianca should be able to do her own thing with uh bullet points and let them just cut promos like you know let them free like roman is being a little bit more free because his line about missionary position <laughs> like what <laughs> like yeah that i kind of agree with that you know cena is the same thing over and over we haven't seen anything different since the prototype but no no we no. have you went from hustle oh no you went from uh the professor thugonomics to hustle loyalty and respect I, especially after he did the I, marine i jumble all that together yeah <laughs> i just jumble all that together that's three different scenes that was there at this point yeah don't don't call it up because if you say that he'll be in the Royal Rumble three times, I'm gonna yell at you. We're not seeing the three faces of Cena coming into the Royal Rumble. Uh, I would love that. <laughs> I would love I, that. I guess the the true answer to uh, the Cena effect and how we feel its impression is the fact that we just clocked, oh, give or take, about thirty minutes of just talking about Jonathan Cena. So is the Cena effect a real thing? Yeah. Yes, it is. Is it gonna? crush aew and ticket sales and any type of revenue generating no revenue generating now depending on how they play this out since he's doing house shows he wrestled his first dark match uh, after smackdown um this past week um depending on how they do it they could leverage that towards getting the, the huge rating spikes and doing what they need to do and we'll get to that uh in a moment but um you know, AEW is still going to be the ratings king for a little bit longer, but they're not going to out revenue and they're not going to out uh, generate money from the scene effect right now. It's not happening because that's just one man making the company a crap ton of money. And if he's hitting all shows, all that's do is come out. That's it. Promo. Everybody's going to be buying the T-shirt as soon as they get there. The face towels, you know. Saw somebody uh, on Friday that bought the the Cena commemorative belt, which I think was almost nine hundred dollars. Uh, that nice big orange thing with the spinner belt. I mean, it looks nice. I was tempted, but I, I'm got my sights set on the AEW, and then we'll see what happens after that. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. So AEW, they've got some things to prove. I think their biggest payday, truthfully, is going to be uh, when they hit Philly. And get to uh, have that 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 Rick Baker rub, and then once they get to Chicago, that could be something. 
And you know, if the scuttlebutt is real, go ahead and uh, change the ticker because uh, we need to talk about uh, if this is a good idea or a desperate grab. And that, as you can see, ladies and gents, uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan potentially going to AEW. So Daniel Bryan, we might just call him still an active wrestler. He can still go. We, we know what he can do. We know what he can bring. The yes chance is just going to be something that, you know, it's not copyright. You can say yes wherever. We all know it's more so associated with Daniel Bryan than it is with the WWE in reference to uh, popular culture and everything. It's not a, a WWE thing. It's a Daniel Bryan thing. Uh, and you can make that argument back and forth, but you look for Daniel Bryan to see it. You also, when he was team, uh, hell no, look for the no chance to see uh, that as well. So you can counter chant the no with yes. So Daniel Bryan can bring that element of superstardom that the only other person that has that is, sorry, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. So to have two people at level 99 status, if you're talking um, sports, uh, video games, and stuff like that, would be through the roof. But we don't know if uh, there's been a counter offer yet. There's still a lot of allegedly's and, and, and potentials and nothing's been set in stone until you walk out on live television. So could the WWE kick some extra money with incentives to Daniel Bryan? Not only just a big old paycheck, not only maybe a little bit more creative control, I think Daniel Bryan would probably appreciate that, uh, but also if uh, his wife and her sister, the Bella Twins, decide to come back, they would get a better program and, and some considerations. You know, it could be a, a package Vince McMahon deal to keep Daniel Bryan because if you let him go, that's uh, that's almost, in my opinion, if he walks out on AEW television, that would equate that to Hall and Nash showing up in WCW. Not Brett. I'm sorry, Brett. You know, that was a big moment, but it didn't pan out because there's a lot of stuff that went with that. But I would equate that to uh, Hall and Nash going to WCW and people losing their mind. Bigger than Lex Luger showing up on uh, the same week on Raw and uh, WCW Nitro, um, it would be that big. But on the other side, you have CM Punk. If he's going to wrestle, we haven't seen that in a long time. We've seen him make a little masked uh, appearances and things like that, but we haven't seen him work a program we know he can work a mic. That that's neither here nor there. We've seen him at WWE backstage. It is, you know, for lack of a better term, is monkey off and and you know, kind of get back into the swing of the WWE-ness of it with his unique commentary and perspective on the product from just a I'm a fan perspective. But um, would he wrestle or would he just be kind of like a, a Matt Hardy type? role where you're an influencer, I guess. You don't need to wrestle all the time because he's got to go a year maybe of dark matches and and, and tag matches and triple threats and things like that. Cutting just poke promos and things before I believe that CM Punk can come out and it's clobbering time and, and say he's best in the world. 
Daniel Bryan wouldn't be able to do that. But CM Punk, it wouldn't be believable. But that is CM Punk, so that's what we what we would expect them to do. So those two guys to AEW, the question of UKG, is it a good move? Or is it a desperate grab? Because we know that in this road, and I guess you could really say we're on a road to WrestleMania now, um, with John Cena popping in and Finn Balor, and nine out of ten leading towards the epicenter of The Rock and Brock Lesnar at the same time in the same pay per view again. Yeah, does AEW have to make moves? No. Now I'm gonna say this: number one, you're getting you're not getting Daniel Bryan. You're getting Bryan Danielson in AEW. So you're getting the Indies version of daniel bryan totally different character i'm being off with what is this trail me this is what this is what i'm being offered here okay well i mean i got some too i, I prefer some m ms of mine yeah I, that's oh. yeah it's walnuts it looks like raisins sunflower seeds walnuts Huh? It's organic trail mix. Oh, it's organic trail mix. I'm sorry. Well, that means mine from from you know some organs too, I guess. <laughs> Only thing that's man made is the M and M, I guess. Hey, it's from some organs too. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean it just cost me more. Oh god. Mm. Why well, try to them are good on, on a podcast? You trying to say you need to uh? Lean down a little bit, only eat some uh tweaks and berries. Maybe that's okay, but um, hey man, we all need to drop that COVID weight. God damn, yeah, boy. I I, I, I picked up some that I lost, so I'm about to, I'm about to hit that hard. But um, you're getting Brian Danielson, you're getting um, CM Punk. I think it's more of a commentary side for CM Punk. I don't, don't expect CM Punk to wrestle like right away. Don't don't expect him. I don't expect him to wrestle at all. I think it a bit. I mean, he's got to wrestle. That's a payday. That would be the equivalent for them of Brock Lesnar wrestling at WrestleMania. But like I said it would be a twelve month long term planting seeds, you know, investment. And then as thus far, there's only one person I would put him up against. I would have to put the belt on Punk. And Punk would have to face Cody. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I was so thinking more of a Hangman Page. No, uh, because I, I think Punk would be able to cut promo well enough to force Cody to have to break, uh, you know, the rule. It's been long enough. Most people may have forgot about it unless they put it in vignettes. You know, Punk would have to have destroyed um, uh, MJF, put him to sleep. You know, Jericho is Jericho, so he doesn't need to be involved. And he's been there, done that. But um, I think uh, CM Punk's level of promo cutting would be just a thing to where Cody would have to go after the world championship. Now, he would keep it long. But, you know, just the fact that he would have to contest for it. He could lose, maybe not. It could be by hook or by crook. Or he can win. But, um, you know, turning CM Punk heel would be a smart thing. 
because Lord knows we we haven't forgot about uh, CM Punk and Rey Mysterio and Lil Dominic yet. So much so that it was announced this past week that um, there is a, a paternity, what do you call it, a, a paternity decision or, or test version of baby Dominic or little young Dominic as an action figure, a real toy will be released along with uh, some other WWE figures. So, and it looks just like him too, with the, with the hair and everything. It's like, oh my God. Now I would have rather, if they should have did a two pack, because they should do the CM Punk um, thing. And then you should also have done the Eddie Guerrero thing. I would have had a two pack, but you know, that's that. So it's going to be interesting. I think Chicago's the date. Uh, when we get to, I believe that's all out, right? That's the all out pay per view. I believe so. So, if I'm not uh, mistaken, if we don't get both, we may get one, or one may show maybe uh two weeks before, and the other shows the night of. Because uh, Daniel Bryan's non compete ends in uh August, I believe. Let, let me ask you a question with that <clears throat> what's the point of it? The non-compete? Yeah, what's the point? It's just it's a grandfathered effect now. You know, from back then they were doing it from a territory perspective, but then for WCW perspective, because you know, that all became more solidified, I would say, during the 83 weeks that WCW was dominating. Because they weren't thinking about, you know, a lot of that stuff back then was handshake deals and you know, just off the cuff trust and stuff like that. And you know, call it Vince and saying, Hey, they're offering me this. They're like, well, you know, I can't pay you that. All right, Vince, I'm just going to have to take it. And then they show up a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. only been off TV maybe a week. Rick Rude. Yeah, so, you know, that, that that was something that had to become paramount because you can't have top talent immediately leaving and going, especially when, you know, you have to make sure that contractually they're aware that they can't go in and be any – official version of their WWE character that they didn't set up and do themselves before WWE. The, the one that's line skating right now, who since we're on that's just Nubian is uh, uh no way Jose, or they just call him no way from last I saw. Mm-hmm. He's doing the same thing, but you can't really say, well, you wearing neon green pants and all that stuff and dancing is gimmick infringement or you're taking your character because you're just dancing in his neon and it happens to be people dancing behind you no so, way jose yeah it's like one of those you know gray areas whereas if the member of the character adam rose if he would have come back you know the, the rosebud mm-hmm. if he was to do the same thing and come out and have a lollipop and don't be a rosebud then yeah, like yo, you're bringing the same character to our competitor, so you can't do that. So the 90 day non compete or 60 day or whatever um, also helps remind uh, the talent that you can't go in with that. So it removes that character from just being seen and in the the, the forethoughts of the fans. So yeah, it was something that was just reactionary. Now it's just something that's a necessary evil. No. No, I, I don't like it. 
Now, do you jumping back on Brock Lesnar? Seems like Brock Lesnar is the topic of discussion tonight. But jumping back on Brock Lesnar, you remember when Brock broke his ninety? What was it? Was it a ninety-day compete clause? He broke. He went over in Japan and wrestled. Yeah. And they but were I, upset. They could be upset, but then at the same time, he's like, "Well, find me, whatever. I'll pay it." A, and B, you can't be so mad because they were looking at New Japan and stuff back then, and so far to the left. Uh, that it really didn't matter. Japan to the WWE, in my opinion, outside of just you know bringing talent over, didn't matter as a competitor until AEW. And because it, once you <laughs> brought Japan in, that being you know Kenny, well, the Bullet Club, uh, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega and, and the Young Bucks, and you know other people, and now they're bouncing back and forth to Impact and interacting with bullet cup proper and you know, all these other things now that we're we're seeing that japan has now become something that they are like a we're threatened b we need to invest in uh and start building that bridge to get our foothold back over in japan we got the uk on lock but that japanese market we have to get a piece of pie in and that's why you see you know Lee getting um opportunities because they're going for that more you know asian and and you know japanese and all other sub market and and other um performers starting to come in uh that normally you wouldn't see where AEW's like our first couple of shows for the women was <laughs> most of them probably didn't even speak english mm-hmm. <laughs> our, our our champion you know what i'm saying was you know of asian descent so i mean it was, it was a big thing but here's the thing that WWE did not learn very well. You remember when TNA had their working relationship with, with New Japan? Mm-hmm. You had the Dudley Boys, I'm sorry, Team 3D at the time. They were TNA World Tag Team Champions. They were also New Japan Champions. They didn't lose the titles on TNA TV. They lost them over in Japan. I, if I'm not mistaken, they lost them to Beer Money? Yeah. And then that was a whole thing. Like that moment in time right there, TNA was a little fish. But TNA was so exciting because of that. Because you had that jumping back and forth. So you had to watch New Japan at 3.30 in the morning on Saturday because you had to see what the hell happened. How did the Dudleys lose to Bear Money? And then Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what was the other one? Oh, man, I can't think of the other one. Motor City Machine Guns. Yep. They was over. Everybody was over there, and it was just—it was something to watch. Well, I mean, AEW is pretty much creating the same thing with Kenny Omega. You, how and how did WWE, WWE not learn from that? You could have took that well, idea and made it bigger. Just kept stretching it and made it bigger. It's money hand over fist. You know what I call it? You can pretty much pin it to a reverse zone. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Because, you know, Sony and Microsoft would have been in bed together, for lack of a better term, for a long time had Microsoft not come over all cocky with the extra bravado many years ago. Talk about we want to get to the video game business and <coughs> we want to set something up and, you know, this is what we want and da da da. And Sony's like, yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. I mean, we have interest. We know what we're doing. Um, you know, this is our culture. We know how to produce you know, these level of RPGs and things like that. Um, so here's what we could bring to the table. And Microsoft's like, nah, this, we know what we're doing. And they're like, oh, 
So the Americans trying to tell us that you know what to do, huh? Yeah, that's not going to happen. And then the war was born. Xbox came out. PlayStation came out. And the rest is history. <laughs> the only one that was kind of Switzerland was Nintendo. They was like, well, we'll listen to what both of y'all got to say. But neither one of y'all want to do this Mario thing at the level that we like to do it. So, no. <laughs> we just won't run to the beat of our own drum. Nintendo they, was the OG. Doing their own thing. N- so Nintendo was the OG on the block. They didn't they didn't have to do anything. I mean, you know, you know, Atari was born out of uh, Nintendo was born out of Atari. Yeah. But Nintendo could have said, okay, this is all the technology. This is what you know Xbox is bringing uh, with you know their platform and, and how much power they can generate and, and graphics and all that. PlayStation's like, hey, but we can do this and this is what we're offering and, and we're going CDs and and stuff like that or or Blu-ray. 1.0 uh, back then, which were great because you scratch the heck out of a PlayStation One game, pop that thing back in, <laughs> still works. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I'm, I'm that, living proof of that. Oh, my game is scratched and it's over. I, I'm I'm living proof of that because I have on PlayStation One right now the the original one. I have the original Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. I have my original NBA Live '99 and. 2000 uh what else do i have on playstation one shoot how fe- how special did you feel when you opened the jewel case and then saw that you had actually the blue one the the, the blue uh bottom oh, just consider black like, oh, snap. i thought that was the greatest thing since sliced bread <laughs> you're like yeah man my blue my black well you ain't get the special edition in how much actually you paid for same price mm-hmm. yeah those, those were the good old days but you know same thing with uh, WWE, where the biggest thing we know what we're doing, we can produce this, we can, you know, bring this talent over and make all this extra money. And New Japan and, and those other promotions are like, but you don't understand how we do things. You don't understand how, like, a WWE talent has to be embedded in Japan for a while to be able to do Japanese style. Agreed. AEW talent, I'd say about a third of it, could go over to Japan and wrestle. Japanese style day one. You can see it. You go all the way back to uh, the beginning of AEW, the first Dynamite with Kenny Omega. Look at his style. That was 90% Japanese. But then that's what a lot of the show was. You know, he was actually helping to bridge that gap American, but, you know, his little bit of Japanese style that play up into the character and every character, doesn't matter what it is, makes sense. Like Emmy mm-hmm. Sakura and, and and the others, um, where WWE's got to produce this elaborate story of you know mystical demon beings and all this stuff for Zaylee's transformation when she's a martial arts superstar. You know the 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 writing is on the wall. If we just leave it at that and just let her be herself, you don't have to work it hard at it. But that's just what they do. See, that's where the problem lies. When the writing is on the wall, they can't read it. When it's time to write, they can't write. That is the that is the biggest problem. And yeah, WWE may be the biggest in the business. They didn't crush everybody. They didn't what they didn't crush, they absorbed. You know, they absorbed uh well not NWA, but they absorbed AWA, WCW. Uh, WCCW, they absorbed Stampede Wrestling, all the territory, they absorbed all of that. 
And but if now, they want to do, then give them any resemblance of themselves. Exactly. Biggest violation of that was ECW when they decided to bring that back and it wasn't ECW. <laughs> it wasn't extreme. It was character CW. <laughs> yeah. It, they're more concerned with what everybody else thinks. And I, I get it. Vince is a absolutely positively a genius. I'll call him a genius. But one thing he doesn't do, he doesn't listen to the people around him. You can look at that with well, no, he, uh, listens to, he listens to some of them, but some of them are just as conditioned to the McMahonism as he is. Because it's already well known that he doesn't watch any other programming but his own. So that's good and that's also bad. So the information he gets, he's getting if somebody has the courage to tell him about what they saw at AEW or even what they did in NXT, then he'll say, well, if he believes it enough, let's give it a shot and put it out there on TV. If it flops, it flops. If it flies, it flies. So that, that's pretty much how that breaks down versus, you know, well, AEW is kind of, with exception, if we move Tony Khan out, they're all performers that are running a place. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at it from a performance standpoint of, okay, if you bring this guy in, I saw him doing this, this, and this. Yeah, he may not look like, you know, a million bucks. He may not be the Titan and all this stuff, but he can give us a new perspective and a new voice and a new sound and a new flow. Hmm. Case in point with that, Eddie Kingston. WWE would never bring Eddie Kingston in. That's he's just not their guy. We know that. But he had a, a shot at AEW that he took full advantage of and he brought Eddie Kingston in and was him. He was himself and that took off. But you know what? The biggest problem that Vince has is that he only watches his own programming. You have to see what your competition is doing. <laughs> and he look at what he did to uh uh carrying cross. Come on, man. You're for, you come up to the main roster as NXT champion and you get beat by Jeff Hardy. No disrespect to Jeff Hardy. No, no disrespect. Yeah, nobody was expecting that to happen. Look at what he did to Keith Lee. And I'm not saying that that was all on Vince, but look at what happened to Keith Lee. Keith Lee came up to the main roster after winning the North American Championship and the NXT Championship on the same night. Was it? No, that wasn't the same night, was it? Did he? No. Uh, no. Was it the same night? on the same night, but I think it was back-to-back. Back-to-back. Back. Yeah. But here we are. We're talking about now. I think Keith Lee was out <laughs> because of injury or what have you. Whatever he was out for, I'm glad that he's back. But that, that momentum that Keith Lee had coming up to the main roster from NXT is the reason Vince should have said, you know what, keep that going. I don't give a shit what you do. Keep that going because he's white hot right now. We got to mm -hmm. keep it moving. And don't change the intro. <laughs> that's it and that's all. Keep they, letting they him lost. do what he was doing. They lost his fans as soon as they walked in. Well, he walked in and we heard Baskin is Glory, and then that was a different song. Like, what the heck? Now, we'll say this, though. Roman's song is starting to grow on me. It's starting to grow on me, but it's only because of Roman's timing uh, with the current set. 
when it was Thunderdome era, it just, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it. But the fact that we have, you've got fans and you got a, a bigger stage and he's got more time to walk down and, and do things, you know, at the pace that Roman is doing it, that, that theme actually is fitting of him, even though I miss the shield thing, but I think the shield thing would, would not give the same vibe as a heel with him coming out to that because it was more aggressive and I'm coming out to, to destroy you and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But if you're the tribal chief, if you're the head of the table, I don't need to fight. That's what I got these two for. That's true. I don't need to take your challenge, John Cena. For what? You just popped in. You're probably going to pop back out. I don't need to do these things. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more regal, for lack of a better wrestling term. Um, you know, like Booker T, I'm coming out there as King Booker. So everything's a little bit more purposeful and, and slower. And I got to do the, you know, all that stuff uh, in the ring and, and work all that out because I don't need to come in and, you know, that, that ice, ice, ice. You know, you don't have to do all that Harlem Heat stuff because it's not necessary. I'm the king of the ring. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of, uh, of interesting thought right there as we're thinking about whether or not it's, I mean, I'm happy to see if CM Punk finally comes back to wrestling. It's been long enough. Um, Daniel Bryan is, you know, a, a, a jewel. So, you know, if anybody that, that gets that is automatically the worth of their company is going to go through the roof. But um, now it's time. We kind of touched on it. Uh, time to get to the last segment. That is, now that everyone is live, meaning that we have a butt to the seats, the crowd is back, baby. How are we enjoying the shows? Because, uh, you know, we saw in the first Raw, we just talked about a little bit earlier, uh, Nikki Cross last, Nikki, I swear one day I'm waiting for somebody to say Nikki ass. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. That's probably why they have to keep spelling it because I'm waiting for that Floridian mm-hmm. slip. But uh, Nikki A.S.H. passion mm-hmm. in, and I'm like, oh my god, there's no way Charlotte's gonna kick out. I feel for Nikki Cross. They're about to have her cash in, and then it's gonna be a failed cash in. It's like, oh, that sucks. And then she won. She beat Charlotte Flair, <laughs> arguably one of the best women wrestlers of the modern era. Nikki Cross. Very, very short reign for Charlotte. What was that reign number? What? 14? Uh, yeah, but I mean, again, she's still young, so cracking 17 is not something you want to do in 12 months. Not no. necessary. Not when she's still got maybe five or six years in her career. She probably she got more than that. Injured and she has to retire. Let's say, heaven forbid, something happened to her. She has to retire. I'm quite sure they would probably have her hit somebody with a steel chair, get the one, two, three, and retire the next night. <laughs> Just yeah. get that. Like, you're going to get this. Um, I don't foresee anybody, even John Cena, unfortunately, beating Ric Flair's record, even though technically, we talked about it before, Ric Flair has more than 16 World Heavyweight Championships. He's actually 19 or 20, depending, because uh, a couple of the uh, uh, overseas uh, championships are still debatable. But even still, he's more than 16. Read his book. You'll know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw that happen. 
you know, at, at Fire Fest, we had an homage to Eddie Guerrero from Britt Baker, which I thought was awesome by throwing the belt to uh, Nyla Rose and dropping down. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're giving us a little bit of Eddie um, since Vicky Guerrero's out there. And then we turn right around and have a Guerrero in our midst with Chavo coming back. Like, man, the pop that Chavo got was huge. Unfortunately, him trying to go heal with Andrade, <laughs> you can't you can't take that heel, uh, you can't switch that to heel, not Chavo that quickly, not with just having the words Guerrero and a male being attached to uh, somewhere and some promotion. So that was, you know, pretty crazy. Plus the, the Orange Cassidy Sting thing was, man, that, that was just something to, to behold. And then, um, you know, Edge, <coughs> excuse me, Edge and Seth Rollins, their promo this past Friday, man. Some people say, you know, that, that thing about living your best life. I'd say Seth Rollins is living his best promos because, you know, the interaction that we had with uh, with Edge, I think Edge was surprised at, at how well Seth Rollins delivered that. Almost to the, I mean, I thought Edge was going to freeze and get lost in the sauce. Mm. Which very rarely have you seen because Rollins was just that good um and then you know wwe still we're talking cena cleveland has always been good to cena um so we didn't have any issues there they view of tony storm um and she did a move that if you call it nothing more than what the fuck because <laughs> it was just like bam like oh snap oh, i see that again <laughs> Look, you said boom, bam, and I, I lost the mic and everything. <laughs> you scared the hell out of me. She took Zelina, twisted, flipped her, cut her, I guess. I don't know what that stunner. I don't know what the heck that was. But look at the, if you haven't seen it, just look at that finish. Um, that, that finish your move. And I'm like, man, if they don't put that in the game, please, mm. I need that as my finisher for real. So I can't wait to find out what that's called other than thick thigh. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Mm. So that that's just a couple of quick high spots from uh, uh, all the majors. Oh, and then uh, I failed to mention on the NXT side of things that allegedly, because we didn't see it, but allegedly, William Regal got choked out. <laughs> so we may be getting Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross very soon. And maybe at the NXT TakeOver the night before SummerSlam. Got an idea that that could be something. And I got an idea that that could put Samoa Joe as a champion, which will free up a young Karrion Cross to officially be on the main roster. For what? To be buried? Hey, man, I'm just saying. He's just going to be on the main roster. Yeah, on the main roster getting buried. Yeah, but I mean, you know, main oh, is main. Man. It's on the main, though. I'm on the main roster. That, yep, that's yep. like saying, yeah, I'm on the team, but I don't get to play. Yeah. As long as he could do a Alistair Black and hope that they uh, somebody forgets to have him sign the 90-day and keep it as a 30-day non-compete, then <laughs> he may have a light at the end of the tunnel. But we'll see what that uh, program is going to be. Um, so everybody's live. That That's what we had this week with every show having live fans. And even on a, the Nubian standpoint, uh, TNA and everything, or Impact, I still want to call it TNA, sorry. Oh. Um, Impact having live fans as well. So 
uh, as we wrap up, people are out. They're doing their thing. Yeah. They're, I, they're buying tickets. They're, they're stacked, packed, jacked, ready to watch, popping, losing their minds, 14, 18, 16,000 strong, you know, going crazy and giving us the reactions and falling behind people that good or bad that we want that we want to see happen to which i can't wait for this potential face turn uh before i let you say something of um uh, baron corbin <laughs> a face turn of baron corbin i that'd be the worst thing he could possibly do in his career because <sighs> the dude is a monster heel like he's so bad he, so think he, about it they had to strip him character wise so far down in order to give him this up they've already set up the the face tag team between the dirty blondes of rude and uh ziggler versus um him and kevin owens for uh next week they've laid the foundation with you know rude and ziggler uh mugging him <laughs> so it, it it's it's working now what they do with that is going to be interesting that's that's the question could he win the Royal Rumble and people lose their mind, especially if he goes in at number one and he's like, oh, my God, he finds out, you know, he wins a tournament. But then that tournament ends up being to be the first entrant. And that that's how that storyline is going to go. So now he knows that he's the first entrant going into the Royal Rumble and he's all depressed, but somehow ends up winning the Royal Rumble. So between the beginning and the end, the fans almost like a Rocky movie. And mm -hmm. Rocky versus Ivan Drago, you know, we go from uh, whatever they were saying in Russia to Rocky. Now they're rooting for Baron Corbin. It's possible. I must break you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I swear, just thinking about that, you know, he's always going to be Ivan Drago to me. Second uh, thing he's always going to be to me is the first great variation of the Punisher. Until we got uh, the Punisher uh, on Netflix, but um, he man. Watching, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about He Man too. Grudelhoff, Grudelhoff. Like, what the heck is this fool saying? Um, but uh, I watched Kindergarten Cop two for all of maybe twenty minutes, and you know, it's like, oh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh, I forgot Dolph Lundgren was in. I was like, oh god. <laughs> Where's Arnold at? I need that Richard Kimball to come back. And yell at these kids and tell them it's not a tumor or something. Because, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty bad there. Now, now who should have put was Action Jackson. <laughs> put Carl Weathers in there. I could have dealt with that. <laughs> That's, if y'all haven't seen Action Jackson, y'all need to go watch that movie. That is hard. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it at that point black exploitation. I would just call that a great action movie. That that is a classic. You got uh. Carl Weathers, uh, 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 oh man, uh, Vanity. Yep. Uh, damn, I can't. I, I, there's so many people in there. I think, and a couple others. Yeah, just phenomenal movie. Phenomenal. Watch it. It's well worth it. And then go watch Predator. So that way, oh. when he dies, you're like, man, y'all killed off Action Jackson. Come on, man. But the way he died, though. Oh my lord, the way he oh, died. Man. When that arm came off, it was still shooting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, if you're going to go out, you know, as the black guy, the only black guy, that's how you need to go. Still shoot. Yeah. Bust it off, 
But uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, I remember watching that as a kid. I was pissed that he died. I was like, how? How? But um, hey, now I got a question for you. Go ahead. Now this is the, to deal. This is to piggyback off the last segment. Now everybody's live. You got 18,000 people in in, in uh, stands. Uh, you seen security was trying to stop a little kid from taking pictures, and Linda McMahon came out there and told him to chill, let the kid take uh, pictures. When is it going to come down that WWE, AEW, Impact, uh, New Japan, even? Possibly, when is it going to come down? They started making it mandatory that performers are vaccinated. Well, I think with the, the level that they were testing, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, um, so as long as they keep their, their testing protocol at the level that they've been doing during the Thunderdome era and uh, the Daily's Place uh residency then i think we'll be okay because they were testing frequently so even though they're coming in contact with fans and giving high fives or, or fist pounds or, or whatever you know as long as you're checking and the first sign of knock on wood you keep your you protect your top talent like roman reigns is it going to give somebody a high five mm-hmm. so that limits his interaction right there John Cena, uh, but you know, you can still take him off for two weeks and then bring him back in. He can cut a promo in the back and still work something out. You know, you can play around with some things so that way, uh, you know, there's some protection on there for those that have decided not to get vaccinated. But then again, with the Delta variant and everything else, you know, you could still get it. So it's like the flu. You could get have the flu and turn it around two weeks later and get the flu. Mm-hmm. It's going to be what it's going to be. But, you know, they're just trusting herd immunity and stuff like that. But I asked that question because I know wrestling, NFL, two totally different topics. But the NFL has gone to a policy now. We talked about it uh, Thursday night on the Thursday night throwdown. Right. The NFL has gone to a policy now where they're finding uh, – I'm sorry. Any game that's canceled and can't be made up during the 18-week schedule – uh, the teams will not get paid and there will be fines levied. So it's pretty much kind of sort of the way they worded it was kind of dirty. You know, if there's an out- a outbreak among unvaccinated players, but here we are a year and a half. And if and like I said before, if you really want to get technical, we've been in this almost two years because it started in about October 2019 with the flu strand A and flu strand B, and they couldn't figure out why this strand B or strand A was so powerful it was killing people. Mm. So we've been in this going on two years. And, yes, you have unvaccinated people, but here you are with a vaccine, and people are taking the vaccine and still popping up COVID positive and winding up in the hospital, left and right. Yeah. So I want to know if I'm, – I'm thinking like, okay, WWE, oh. it's all about money. If I don't have to cancel any games, any shows because of a COVID outbreak, I make more money. It's not about health and well-being. I'm I'm expecting WWE. I'm expecting AEW. I'm expecting everybody to protect their bottom line and do this. I just want to know how soon. Do you see it well, on the horizon? I don't like I said I don't think so. Just because they have the luxury of being able to 
have somebody on the show or not have somebody on the show. And based off of what they are being more, even though AEW doesn't want to say it, more entertainment, you can cut a promo on your phone at home. We do it all the time. And and still be relevant and still build the storyline and be on two-week quarantine. You know, you could do something in your backyard. You can, you know, be at the, the grocery store walking through. It, you can, They can make things happen to still be able to do it. The NFL is a different beast. I mean, if you got two wrestlers in, in, on a, the WWE side of things or AEW, whomever, and a ref um, and close quarters at that level, everybody else can move out the way. That's still more than six feet away because you're inside a 20 by 20 ring. So mm-hmm. they're safe. And they've even pushed back. Uh, the barricades uh, for both programs, so that way the fans are not right up. So even if you were to do a, a, a suicide plancha onto somebody, they still have to propel to um, the, the guardrail, opposed to the guardrail being right there, and you're getting hit because you hit the, the mark on uh, the move. But on the NFL side of things, I mean, just take it to the baseline level of formation. <laughs> People group together mm-hmm. <laughs> on offensive and defensive line that close. That straight right there is we on top of each other, sweating, breathing, mm-hmm. winded, <laughs> you know, whatever's happening that you can't see when they're not mic'd up. Then some more people behind them that's on the line. And then that's guess true. what? These two lines are going to come like this. So now we're merging sweat, cough, this. <laughs> really? And then you don't have time to be like, oh man, hold up. Yeah, that's true. We're going from that to we're in the line again, same lines, doing the same thing, go back to back to back to back. It's just, I would call that from the NFL a smart, common sense way to say if you're not going to be vaccinated, you can't, you know, make things happen to the level that you will, you can control your team to the point to where you can't have enough people on the field. That should be on you. At this point, because we're smarter now. We know that if you're in these situations and you're doing these things and you're operating outside the bubble, that potential could still be there until we're really at a a, a damn near eradicated state of worrying about this stuff. Um, don't let the fans in the, in the stands fool you. They're far enough away. They ain't getting it to you, and you're not getting it from them. But that dude that you're looking at that you're supposed to lock up with like this and push him back, yeah, he's probably going to give it to you. <laughs> so um, I, I kind of agree that it needs to be that, but I don't think the wrestling side, it's necessary yet. You know, maybe the Royal Rumble would be the, the next thing or Battle Royal of some kind would be what I would hope that everything is good to go by then. If not, the Royal Rumble may have to be a, a repeat of when Brock Lesnar won, where people are just flying out. And you're keeping it from being, you know, seven or eight, nine, ten people in the ring at the same time going back mm-hmm. and forth. It's a, it's more so no more than four people being in the ring at the same time, and then somebody's got to be eliminated before the next person comes in, just to, to manage that from a safety perspective. Video game style, where you couldn't have more than four people in the ring yeah. on PlayStation One. Oh, I got somebody out. I wasn't. Things would take like two hours. Mm-hmm. Or more, if, especially if the game didn't want to, you know, you sit there, uh, push it back and forth. You can't get them fools over. So you had to do the old fashioned super kick them off. 
<laughs> no, I, I just I really wanted to know what you had to say because I, I have my uh my opinions about the whole thing, especially with the NFL, and I'm sure a lot of uh big business is gonna follow suit. But Bruce Arians, who's very a very progressive head coach, Super Bowl winning head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, he pretty much said you don't have to get the vaccine to be a Buccaneer, but I want you to do everything you've been doing for the last year. Every precaution you've taken for the last year, do that. Do what you did last season to stay safe. Yeah. That's it. And and that's all that's expected because but the only catch 22 of that is what they did last year was the bubble. So if we did what you did last year and there's no bubble, then you got the problem. But here's the thing. Unvaccinated players still have to worry about vaccinated players passing COVID on them. It's not just, oh, well, you're unvaccinated. You're the reason for the outbreak. No, I'm clean. It's one of your vaccinated players. See, that's the thing that I, everybody's not getting through their head. Even yeah. with the vaccine, it's not stopping you from catching COVID and spreading it. It's it's plausible deniability. You you want to believe so hard that just by doing X, you never have to worry about it again. But, you know, there's always going to be a plus Y. And if you happen to come across, even though you X have been vaccinated, if you plus Y with somebody that has it and you get it again, it equals you got it again. Yeah. And it, it's so, crazy that you said but that. if you don't believe it, it's not possible. Yeah. Two things. It's crazy that you said that, you know, X is the vaccinated and they can still pass it because you know why. <laughs> what is that? X going to give it to you. <laughs> you lobbed it on the backboard and I had to dunk that. <laughs> but, um, that's when you know it's time to wrap this shit up. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's but um, I, hey man, I'm. I just want everybody to stay safe. Through this, I want, through this safe. I want everybody to actually be able to perform and do what they need to do that entertains us. I want the fans back in the and the, the stadiums and the arenas and everything. You know, we can still be in a heightened sense of awareness. But, you know, I want everything to, to get back to some semblance of normalcy. Agreed. Agreed. So. But then again, also, the state of, uh, if we're going to talk football really quick before we log off, I think the state of next, this upcoming season is going to be real interesting, considering that we're now have enough time to have off-season trainings and all this other stuff and, and preseason uh practices and everything so you know tampa bay maybe talking about do what you did last year but yeah everybody is doing what they could not do last year mm -hmm. so and that ain't that, that ain't just football kansas city that they face <laughs> at the super bowl they're not gonna face the same kansas city that they face before the super bowl that's true true you talking about you know a, a Kansas City team that's well trained and, and and practice up with Mahomes at the helm going up against Brady who's just the goat resting on his throne? Yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, he did, uh, he he did a, a, a little flex the uh the other day. He held up his hands and all them rings on them hands. I'm like, damn. Oh yeah. So they, I think, in my opinion, they don't have the luck. They have the uphill battle this year. Because there's, there's a lot of young, hungry talent that is didn't get a chance to, to get their shine on last year because all they had to be was, hey, you were signed. Congratulations. 
uh, here's our playbook, learn it, and let's go play some football. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, that was your life. Now it's, here's our playbook, let's really put this work in. So, That's true. Man, like, uh, teams that people would think would, would be in contention, like Washington, I think, would uh, have a shot, not just, you know, giving a rub or anything, but, you know, and, uh, you know, as, as a lot of good teams, you know, I'm still going to say the Ravens all day long. Um, but, you know, Jackson, I think, is getting impatient. So I need to make some moves and, and get some stuff uh, popping off and be more. But there's, it's going to be interesting before we get to these playoffs to see how these teams play coming out of being fully practiced. So, Ravens, well, Antonio uh, Jones better be ready. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. You know, the Ravens and the, uh, the, the the football team play every preseason. So I, I, I'll tell you this. I mean, it ain't going to mean nothing. So did they say I that did, game's going to stick? Are they going to keep that? Yeah. The team? It's, the, it's the last preseason game of the, uh, of, uh, the preseason. Saying, are they going to keep the name or are they still looking to change? No, they're going to change. Okay. They're going to change. They said uh, – They're supposed to do it this year. They're going. They said they're probably going to wait till twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. And because it's a lot of things going on, uh, we might be getting a new stadium. <laughs> Everybody's shooting for Red Wolves. That's what I would like. I would love Red Wolves. That's the name I submitted. I submitted that on behalf of the boss, BJ. I had to. He he broke it down what to me. Have to do with DC. Red Wolves are uh, a native to this area. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, somebody, somebody said Red Wolves. I was like, what the hell I got to do? We're in the city. But looked it up. They're native to this area. This oh, wow. is the area they're native to. So it works. And then, you know, BJ broke it down. He was like, you know, you call the stadium the Wolves then, and other teams come in and everybody start howling. I'm like, dog, that's that fear, Mount. That's that fear right there. We ain't had fear like that since we left RFK. Yeah. Man, that's what I want. Okay. That's what I want. I can see that. But I'm, I'm going to tell you this. If I, I, I'll say this now to you. If Washington finish with, finishes with a better record than uh, Baltimore, put a Harrisburg on it. All right. Okay. We'll go old school. You know, you, that means you come home. I just come get you and just drive you downtown, go get your bourbon. Old school. And we're not going to Ollie Trolley's. We're not going to Lincoln House. We're going straight to Harry's. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Put it in now the that's book. on wax. Put it, put it on the, put it in the books. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. What you want? <laughs> well, unfortunately, the wife is going to let you do that. Um, you at least got to make a well-crafted cardboard and aluminum foil replica belt. I don't care which which championship you pick. I'm talking like you need to put this work in, and you need to cut in cardboard extra little plates and raise it up. You need to do it. Don't be okay. Just it. Okay. All right. I can get enough cardboard to do that too. I believe it. Because look, I, 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 I had the shot to get uh my attitude error built, but uh she came in the room before I could hit pay uh before I could pay for it. So <laughs> and then but we it's got okay. a wrestle for it. 
okay, whose house we wrestling at? Because I book all the matches in my house. Uh, well, it's worlds collide, so it don't matter because I'm bringing a foreign object. Okay, because well, hell, let's go over James' house and wrestle. Oh no, because I'll probably forget about you and just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us on another episode of Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Oh man, it's good to be back, James. Oh, I hope God. you're feeling better. We to wrap off, man. Got that going. Be- Beetlejuice on these, man. God damn it. Beetle- oh, but I- this, man. Diversify your bond. Konnichiwa, you. bitches. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> Beetlejuice, man. <laughs>